Well, what have we here? All right, all right, all right. Activate your personal shield and gear trade to level three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. And in this episode, we are going over Death Star DLC details. The hero abilities, the star cards, the weapons, all of it. They've been defeated. All of them. Every last one. Let's get started. With Death Star DLC. Okay, we get it, man. <laughs> the Death Star DLC release gameplay trailer. So if you haven't seen the trailer, go look it up. Okay. So go to the official EA Star Wars Battlefront YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't. And you will see the Star Wars Death Star DLC. Gameplay trailer. So they had a tease earlier. It was, was it yesterday? Thursday. Thursday. That's when we recorded our How to Win Droid Run episode, all about the news and speculating when later that day, all of the news would come out. And what's awesome, we'll get into this later. So sneak preview, there's something awesome that I predicted. Go Sage. So what did you think of the Battlefront Death Star DLC trailer? I thought it was awesome. The best trailer so far, I think. I think it showcased everything good. perfectly. It it gave everything. Like I was I was a little disappointed with the I thought that was Luke's X-wing and that they were going to show it blowing up that little ball thing on the Star Destroyer, but it was not. They should have showcased Luke's X-wing because that's the only thing they didn't show, showcase. Yeah. That's all that's the only thing that's going to be a surprise just going into the the Death Star DLC. So, we've watched the trailer, what is it, 5 6 times? Exactly. And a bunch of those the Third time we watched it, we were pausing at anything we thought there was going to be an Easter egg. And we did find one Easter egg. Yeah, we found uh, R2-D2's abilities. Yeah, we, f- we found that through there. Because they did not announce that on their website. Yeah, they did not. And they only showcased two in the trailer. So and we, we don't know the exact names of the abilities, but we do know... What they do. Yeah, what they do, and we can spe- speculate which ones are which because of the different yeah, icons. Moving in uh, R2-D2, let's talk about a little about him. His first ability is a shocker, which we saw coming. It was a shocker. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it holds people down for, say, a hero or just normal soldier to kill them. It, it doesn't do damage that I know It's like of. a shot grenade. Yeah, basically a shot grenade. And his second ability, I was... I thought it was going to be an oil little spill, but it's actually a smoke cloud. It is a smoke cloud. So he spews a smoke cloud in front of him so he can hide hallways that he's going through and just hide the different people that, or the, hide the objective. So it'd be a good place to use the X8 Night Sniper. Yes. Sniper. Sniper. Sean Connery, sniper. And then his third ability, this is speculation. We're not 100% sure about because what it does. Because it didn't show it in the trailer, but it is a looks like a scan pulse. I'm pretty sure because obviously Death Star is going to have a lot of hallways with closed-ended little spaces, so you don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, I, I'm definitely predicting that the scan pulse is going to be really big. That and the Night Sniper, maybe? Yeah, Smoke Grenade is going to do real well. So that's what... Our thoughts on R2-D2 is, and it seems to be a playable character. Yeah, like you can roll around. I thought it was going to be on rails, but you can can move around wherever you want to. But I'm pretty sure you should stick with your team because you're trying to get R2-D2 out, right? Yeah. Maybe people can uh, deactivate you because as the enemy, that's part of your objective in that phase. So maybe if you are the Imperials, you go and try and deactivate 
the droid. Now, we found, collectively, a really cool Easter egg, the I-T-O droid in the Death Star chamber. So we were pausing around, we were checking out the new weapons that they showcased through the trailer that we'll get to later. But we paused at this one part and Sam thought he saw a probe droid, but it wasn't. It was the I-T-O interrogator droid that interrogates Princess Leia. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that's like a blue or circular power-up or a star card. Pretty sure it's going to be power-up or they're just randomly placed throughout the map. Maybe it replaces the probe droid. You know how the Rebels have the R4-D4 droid? Yeah, but it there was Rebels around it and it wasn't damaging them. I'm not sure if it's just for aesthetics or it's real contender in the offensive battlefront. But if it is just an Easter egg, that's going to be awesome just seeing that Easter egg just being put out there in the trailer. That's going to be pretty cool if they're putting that in just the trailer. What I'm excited about and wanted to talk about are the heroes. Yeah, let's get on to the heroes. Boss and Chewbacca. I know I can tell you from memory all three of each heroes. Can't tell you the names, but let's start with Boss, who I am most excited for. Yeah. N- now, I don't mean this in a, um, a negative way, but Chewbacca looks a little rough. Yeah, they've just been getting worse and worse with the textures and such. I think it's just them rushing to the... Yeah, they have rushed for the Death Star DLC. Because the pregame, they created those heroes like at their they own had, time. Yeah, they had as much time as they wanted. They had two years to develop those but, heroes. And now they've got three months, so... Yeah, but still, it's a pretty good job in the amount of time they had. Yeah, Bosk looks awesome. Like, the the icon it looks a little cartoony. Which, like the Star Wars The Clone Wars. Which yeah, it looks like the Star Wars The Clone Wars boss. And he is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Yes, that is awesome. And he sounds incredible. And so Chewbacca, I think they just had troubles getting all those fur because that's a super hard thing to put across through any video game. All those moving, all those those moving threads and makes it low quality. They have to smooth out different places and that makes it kind of rough in certain areas. But I think it's going to look better uh, in person because always streaming looks a little rough. Okay, going in to Bosk, he has three abilities and a trait, which they have been they started since the first DLC with traits. Well, anyway, let's start with his trait. Okay, so before we get into that, the post that they had on the EA website, I don't know who it was written by, so I can't tell whose words these are. It didn't have anything I looked. But it says, quote, Bosk is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Definitely my favorite bounty hunter. I was so happy to get the Trandoshan Wookiee face-off in the game. We took a lot of inspiration from Trandoshan lore, particularly the Clone Wars animated series, which was a great feeling to bring to life in Battlefront. I wanted Bosk to feel like a destructive and nasty opponent who would also have the skills to escape dangerous situations. He is an enemy that you just can't get rid of, and his sustainability on the Battlefront is higher than most. Bosk will be using his classic Relby V10. It's improved from the soldier version to have a bit more punch to it. Okay, so the trait. Yeah, the trait is where it's called Trandoshan Regeneration. As you can tell by the name, it starts at one, two, three. Each time it gives you more regeneration on killing someone. Bosk will regenerate a percentage of his health with each soldier kill or high damage to a hero. The health regenerated will increase with your trait. Yeah, it doesn't say specifics of what, how much healthy regens. Yeah, we'll get into that once the patch details come out, probably. Yeah, well, I'm hoping it's like 10 at least, because anything under that's not worth. 
like going to get the risk of being shot by a soldier. Yeah, it's got to have the risk to reward kind of situation. So, again, this is the unknown developer talking. Quote, of course, a Trandoshan needs a regeneration power. We wanted Bosk to feel like the enemy you can't get rid of. The one you have to finish to make sure he is out of the picture for good. Otherwise, he will come running back to you. With this trait, Bosk is forced to hunt enemy troops in order to regenerate his health. Thankfully, his predatory instincts will help him find targets to get back in the fight. So are you are you excited to use this trait, Sam? Yeah, it's kind of groundbreaking in the Battlefront universe because there's no really self-healing kind of things besides Leia. Yeah, and that's and not a trait. That's removed in higher game modes, which would be, come in way more handy. Now, this one's interesting. It's called Micro Grenades. Boss can switch his Relby V10 to a Micro Grenade mode. Each shot will shoot a Micro Explosive that will detonate after a short time. The grenades will also explode if they come into contact with an enemy. This is the developer again. Quote, as we stated earlier, mayhem was a guiding word for both heroes and we wanted Bosk to bring fear to the battle. With his versatile weapon, he'll be able to clear off packs of enemies or threaten heroes into retreat and panic. The cooldown is quite long, but that is where you use your predatory instincts. Developer tip. Your grenades will explode after a few seconds and bounce a bit. So position your grenades appropriately. Now, as he was just alluding his ability, predatory instincts. Boss can enhance his hunter skills at will. When this power is active, Bosk will have heat vision, faster cooldowns, increased damage, and increased sprinting speed. That is going to be insane. Yeah, and as it says, it has no cooldown. You can use it as much as you want, which is the first of any ability. Yeah, for the hero. That is, that is going to change how people choose their heroes and villains, definitely. Now, quote, we wanted Bosk to feel like a predator, a hunter. Giving him a snake-like heat vision was a lot of fun. But it also tends to blend rebels and Imperials together as a downside. This is why we decided that while Chewbacca is enhancing his friends, Bosk will only enhance himself while his vision is active. Bosk chooses to enhance himself greatly while his vision is active at the expense of some team unity. In stark contrast to the noble Chewbacca's inspiring roar. This ability is our first ability with no cooldown. You decide when you want it on or off. We feel like this gives Bosk a lot more character and versatility. Developer tip. This tip will be for people fighting Bosk. Flash grenades are your friend. While his predatory instincts are active, Bosk will be more affected by flash grenades than any other character. That's pretty cool. This is his final ability. Toxic Escape. Upon using his Toxic Escape, Bosk will leap in the air in the direction he was moving and drop a highly toxic grenade, dioxys grenade on the spot he was a second before. Bosk's last power is leveraging a nasty weapon, the dioxys grenade. Though Bosk's dioxys grenade is much stronger and larger than any previous grenade, we wanted him to have an escape move to survive dangerous situations. However, it felt like Bosk wouldn't just leave like that. He would make sure you couldn't follow. Developer tip, the area of the grenade is really large and a and the damage is high. Even heroes going through your grenade will be highly damaged. Use this mostly to get out of close quarters and put yourself in an advantageous position. 
Okay, now for the long-awaited Chewbacca. Here's his abilities and a little overview. Defining Chewbacca in the game was both scary and exciting. He is such a great character to work on, and there is such passion around him. He has to be strong, supportive, skilled with a blaster, and a great technician. I love trying to translate his character into the game abilities, and hope you have a lot of fun playing him. I remember playing the Star Wars role-playing game many years ago, and Wookiees could somehow withstand lightsaber attacks without taking much damage, which always led to fun situations. That is, of course, not what we tried to aim for in the Death Star expansion, but Chewbacca has more health than most heroes, and a small amount of armor that allows him allows him be the much-needed rebel tank. Got that right. <laughs> Chewbacca may not move as fast as the other rebel heroes, but his damage absorption more than makes up for it. Yeah, like we were talking about with our cousins in a previous episode, this is definitely the tank that the rebel needs for their heroes because every other hero is just so weak in situations. So this is looking like to be the Darth Vader of the heroes. Armed with his signature bowcaster, Chewbacca can deal out more damage than he can take. You will find his bowcaster even more powerful than the trooper's star card as it initially only shoots explosive bolts and doesn't have a hold and release behavior, but it does have its own tricks. Okay, moving on to his trait, Furious Firing. Chewbacca's trait is tied directly to his ionic weapon. For each trait level, he will shoot one extra bolt to a total of four explosive bolts. Combine this trait with his first power-up, Multi-Bolts, to total eight destructive bolts per shot. The Furious Firing brings some of the mayhem we talked about to the Rebel side, with a great area of effect damage ability that has yet not to be seen for that faction. I'm so excited for Chewbacca. From the trailer, it's got him using that multi-shot ability, and he's just destroying all the different people on the platforms. Okay, moving on to the multi-bolts. The multi-bolt ability will, for a short time, double the amount of bolts per shot fired by Chewbacca. This ability complements his trait and should be used at the opportune moment for maximum effect. Developer tip. Sometimes you'll need to use your multi-bolt ability before you've charged it to its maximum capacity. Still, try and charge it as much as you can because at full power, it forms a wall of death that will strike fear into your opponent's hearts, especially if you're close to a villain and manage to land several bolts on them. Mighty Roar, this ability I'm super excited about. Chewbacca will be able to pr- improve himself and all allies around him on the battlefield. With a Mighty Roar, he will inspire rebel soldiers and give them level 3 berserker effect and very high armor for a limited time. Chewbacca will also be affected by the roar and gain armor and damage. Inspired heroes will get the armor, but no damage increase. That, that. Makes, it, makes it more balanced. But I'm like, say if you already have a trait three with Berserker, that'd be crazy. Like say trait three escape artist and Berserker, you'd be Whoa. running like crazy. Chewbacca is going to change how heroes versus villains is going to be played. Yeah. With that, armor ability adding to your friendly heroes that's gonna be awesome yeah also just imagine berserker plus enhanced melee my gosh okay moving on chewbacca is a loyal partner the companion you want at your side in the heat of battle we really wanted to transcribe that into one of his abilities just as leia's leadership skills translate to her deployment of honor guards we felt that Chewbacca's roar is just the thing that would strengthen troop morale and allow close rebel troops a second win in their fight against the Empire. Developer tip. Try to synchronize with your team when you're about to do a push, roar, and launch your attack. Which brings us into his final ability, Grand Slam. 
Chewbacca displays his strength by smashing the ground and damaging all enemies in a large area. We wanted to show Chewbacca's strength, but also compensate for his low speed. This ability will give him some extra reach and increase his area effectiveness. We also didn't have any area of damage ability similar to this in the game yet, so it felt like a perfect fit to add this power to the game. Developer tip. Jump down from a ledge and activate Grand Slam to surprise your enemies. I love how they're actually looking into the characters and how they play into the movies and their places, their roles in the movies. Like Chewbacca is very supportive. He's the guy that you always go to who's got your back. And that's awesome that they're being able that they're able to portray him in that way in the game. His Grand Slam ability is really similar to Winston's ability in Overwatch. And what's awesome is these characters are unique. Like there are there are no other characters in Battlefront like these guys. If you are listening to this, you don't have any DLC, wait for the Death Star DLC. Because if you can only buy one, buy the Death Star DLC. And it's gonna be amazing. From the, I want to go into the little bit of the trailer. The one of the Death Star maps has the original style of the Death Star map of the Battlefront Two. It's got the platforms with the steps that go up, and they've got the pillars of uh, plasma that charge the Death Star. It's awesome. Let's go into the weapons. So. From the trailer, you can see they've got two new weapons, and they are awesome. One ability even has like a charge up. Yeah, so you can shoot and charge your shot after that. But it instantly overheats it, which is really good. So the first one that we will go over is the TL-50 Heavy Repeater, also known as the Imperial Heavy Repeater. It sends a storm of bolts and can also gather its energy into a devastating concussion blast. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yes. And I've also got the wiki up, or the Wikipedia, for this weapon so we get the history behind it. It uh, The gun has an extremely rapid fire rate and a moderate spread pattern. It, differ- it differed from the previous repeater models in two critical areas. First, it used metallic bolts similar to those used by more primitive slug throwers, like the cycler rifle. Second, it carried an attached concussion grenade launcher, which allowed the gun to fire a concussive explosive. The heavy repeater was valued by Imperials for its rate of fire and effective suppression fire capabilities, and was often used for crowd control or to provide a covering fire over large areas. Though intended for use by Imperial forces, this weapon was eventually used by several different groups. It was particularly popular with the Trandoshan mercenaries, and it was found in the armory of Jedi Praxium. That is awesome that they have this little Easter egg as a gun. So the Trandoshan mercenaries use this weapon. Which Bosk is. So that's awesome that they can call back to the Trandoshans while also having a Trandoshan as a villain. Yes. The next gun looks awesome. It looks like the gun Han Solo hands Ray in The Force Awakens. And it is called the K-16 Briar Pistol. Deceptive by design, it's capable of discharging the entire heat source in one powerful blast. Whoa. Here's Johnny Ive. Deceptive by design, it's capable of discharging the entire heat source in one powerful blast. This gun has a little more backstory to it. And a bunch of these, uh, both of these weapons were taken from the Knights of the Old Republic games. So they were both shown in that. The Briar Pistol first appeared in Star Wars Dark Forces and the Imperial Heavy Repeater 
first appeared in Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. It is a blaster pistol, and a usage in history is an alliance to restore the public and the galactic empire. So it's on both sides. So in the Legends canon, the Briar Pistol was the preferred weapon of mercenary-turned-new Republic operative Kyle Katarn. Given to him by his father as a parting gift from the Imperial Academy until he adopted a lightsaber as part of his Jedi training. Unlike other Jedi who normally eschewed blasters, Katarn continued to carry the gun as a backup weapon. He used it extensively after severing his ties to the Force. Max, a savage bunny-like creature, also used Briar Pistol. So the cost in the Legends canon was 1,350 credits. That'd be cool if they priced it that way. Yeah, like the like do a little Easter egg in just the pricing. That'd be cool. So the range in the Legends canon was optimum up to 60 meters, maximum up to 120 meters. So the Briar Pistol was created by Justin Chin, owing its name to the composer Gavin Briars. The change-up feature of the Briar Pistol was not available until its appearance in Star Wars Jedi Knight to Jedi Outcast, in which the weapon was also fired, in which the weapon also fired yellow blaster bolts instead of the red of previous games. So the thing I was alluding to earlier was one of the star cards. They're bringing the medical droid to the Death Star DLC. What do you think of that, Sam? Uh, I'm not sure. It sounds like to be overpowered. You just place that down, sit by it the entire game, just region your health like crazy. So it's a stationary med- it's a stationary medical droid that periodically provides healing and boost to star card recharge rate. So it's just going to stay there, and every now and then it's going to regen your stuff. Yeah, I think it makes it a little more balanced. And for mine users, the Laser Trip Mine, a powerful explosive with a built-in scrambler. Now this sounds pretty interesting. What do you take? What do you make of this, Sam? Uh, I'm pretty sure the scrambler is going to be like the disruption, overheats certain things, and then but I hope it one shots. To be honest, but. It's, I don't really know. It's a cool triangular design, and it looks pretty big. It's going to be one of those things you place around corners to catch unsuspecting people. Because if you just have it in the middle of the floor, it's not. it doesn't seem like it's going to be very effective. Are you going to be using either the medical droid or the laser trip mine? Definitely going to be trying out both. The medical droid seems like my cup of tea. Yeah, for people that wants to use... Uh, this seems like it's going to be a type of proximity bomb. Like you go over the tripwire that it has in a certain area and then it blows up. That's going to be pretty cool to have a star card that acts like a, I think it seemed to me like a lesser version of the proximity bomb. And I've had to been having a lot of glitching with the proximity bombs when I've been hit by them. I'll run into the room, jetpack right when I hear it, and then it acts like I'm still alive. And then three seconds later, I'm dead. I've experienced the same stuff. Talking about glitches, I am excited to see what kind of changes and uh, buffs and nerfs that they've made. From what we've heard, rumor-wise, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big update, but at least hopefully it'll fix some big glitches that people have been experiencing and nerf some things that a lot of people are having trouble with. And the final thing I want to talk about is the customizable skins that we saw. Oh, yes. In the trailer, I've, I already saw two different versions of the imperial trooper and i also saw two of the um 
the rebels. There was the orange jumpsuit kind of thing for pilots. Oh yeah. And then there was a kind of gray Death Star looking thing, like they would have on Alderaan. Yeah. So this is this seems like it's going to have two different versions on both sides, which is going to be well receptive, I think, because a lot of people just through the updates were disappointed that the empire didn't have many i mean we just recently with the bespin dlc got one added now we're getting two that's going to be really nice yeah it seems like the suits are matching the mood like dark so you're definitely going to choose the skin that comes with it for the death star yeah when you're playing the death star choose the darkest skin you possibly can because it's going to be one of those dark maps in game mode and in the DLC, I mean, in the trailer, it's got some really cool scenes of TIE fighters blown up in the hangar. A lot of stuff's on fire. Yeah, and I'm wondering how the rank up's going to work. Like, you know, usually it maxed out at like 100,000, didn't it? I think it was, uh, yeah, 80,000 was the 80, limit. 80,000, because 100,000 is so steep. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be 20, I think it's 20,000 per level or something like that. I think it's like 10,000, that. that's 10,000 credits, just like one rank, which is crazy. So it's probably going to take a while to rank up. Which is good because uh, we ranked up pretty pretty dang fast with yeah. the Bespin DLC. So it gives a little more initiative for players because after you hit the ranks, it's I've seen a lot of people just drop off after they've reached that and then they wait for the next DLC. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. So what would you like to see out of more customization from both sides? I don't really care for the customization, to be honest. I just care for the weapons and the game modes, really. And they better add heroes versus villains or I'm going to be ticked off, really. Yeah. I hope they had heroes versus villains. 6v6, right? I wish it would be that, but again, like we were talking about in previous episodes, it's most likely going to be 4v4, just for the people that don't have all the DLC, which I hope to think is fewer and fewer people. That's my favorite game mode. And they just dropped out after extraction. 4v4, that's it. 5v5, we're missing out. And if we miss out on 6v6, that's going to be crazy. Because that's what everyone was looking for yeah, when every to- DLC dropped. And this is literally the last original trilogy DLC. Next is Rogue One. Not sure how they're going to integrate that with the normal. It's based before the original trilogy. so. so but we really don't know much about the heroes. Yeah, we don't know much about the heroes. So I'm guessing they stand side by side. Yeah, it seems like that. But I want 7v7 eventually, and if we don't get that, I'm going to be so mad. I hope that after the DLC, they have like this free update where the UIs change, and it's got season pass mode that you can customize your different, uh, different playlists. I really want that, because I want 7v7 heroes versus villains, and I want the last trailer with Rogue One to have all of, like when they announce that the update's coming... It has all seven heroes standing in a line and all seven villains standing in a line and like zooms out and sees both of them facing off. And then they go charge at each other and then it fades to black. That would be perfect. That, that would psych me up so much for Rogue One. I'd be screaming, hurry up and get it out right now. They definitely need to make bounty hunter mode because there's so many bounty hunters. Let's Four. See. Bosk. Uh, Greedo, Dingar, Dingar, Boba Fett. Fett. That's four. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of bounty hunters. They have to have a bounty hunter mode. That would be so fun if, like, a free update again. I'm hoping that they still 
support the game with free updates and stuff like that. I like, really doubt it after Battlefront 2 comes out. I hope after three months they have one last thing. It's like, okay, guys, we're going full force on Battlefront 2. This is your last thing. We're going out with a bang. Here's a 7v7, new seven heroes versus villains. Here's a new game mode, mode, new maps. Um, be cool if they added a, a hero and a villain. I doubt they'd that'd add be eight v eight. Well, if they just set it on a, a different location or have maybe a free a free version of one of the DLC kind of kind of maps, like maybe a Death Star free map that's just like a little smaller and just built for heroes versus villains or that certain game mode. So they don't have to like flush it out super big, just like half the size of the regular maps. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the live stream that's been rumored lately that they're going to have another one. I hope they do. That's going to be awesome. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast was brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you want to be on a guest on the show, you can contact us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, talk Battlefront and Star Wars. If you want to be on the show, have the subject line podcast guest, have a topic and a Skype account ready because we do this podcast guest episodes through Skype. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is tie-dye-sheep-yt. You can talk Star Wars there. I've been tweeting a lot about the Rogue One lately. That trailer is awesome. You can also follow Sage on Instagram at tie-dye-sheep-films. Yeah, I've been posting a lot of like different stuff that we've been doing for the podcast there. Um, I actually won a giveaway from Audio Technica. Did a, I just did a post on that. And then you can follow Sam it's at chef underscore wanna underscore B. What do you do there, Sam? Post different various food pictures. That's about it. May the force be with you. Always. Burger and some fries are the makings of a perfect day. Handy Andy's small engine repair. The engine repairs small things. That's it. Handy Andy 2150 Loot Drive Canyon City, Oregon. That's it. Handy Andy, 